So today I'm going to be talking about what issues should I consider during a recession or market correction. Now lately the markets have been really volatile, and when you couple that with concerns over inflation, there seems to be this like perfect storm beginning to brew. Now whether or not that storm actually manifests itself, the media is going to waste no time jumping on board to stir up the fear and may have you second-guessing your planning. So today I want to give you a few checklist items that you can use if you're concerned that a recession or a market correction is around the corner. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. This is Retirement Lifestyles. I am your host, Patrick McNally. And today I want to talk about um, a checklist that I actually have. It's the 2022 checklist titled, What Issues Should I Consider During a Recession or Market Condition? And uh, markets, uh, since the beginning of the year, have been kind of volatile, been kind of up and down. People are a little concerned. And we're starting to really hear a lot of this talk, and we're getting a lot of questions here in the office about recession or market corrections. Um I mean, those are like, those are the official terms. When people call up, they're like, is this market going to crash? You know, and what do we do? And inflation's running wild and, you know, can't go to the gas pump without, you know, spending a fortune and all of these things. And guess what? I'm feeling it too, for sure. So I think this is a great time to really walk through this timely checklist and talk about some tips and strategies that you can be using, especially if you are concerned that a market correction is right around the corner. I mean, we're still um, really at the top of the market. Um, Yeah, we're down for the year, but it's kind of been coming back a little bit lately. So obviously, if you turn on the TV, the media is just going to try to fear you into doing something. And I guess that's one big piece in and of itself, is that oftentimes when the markets are doing their thing, good or bad, we feel like we need to do something, like we need to make a decision, we need to make a change, do I need to go to cash, do I need to invest more, whatever it is, we often feel like we got to do something, whereas sometimes you don't got to do nothing. So that's what I want to talk about today, and let's just start off with the definition of a recession. The definition of a recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP for two consecutive or successive quarters. Now, depending on where you get your info, um, the last recession, quote-unquote, that we really had was in the first two quarters of 2020. And obviously, we know what happened in the first quarter of 2020. COVID hit. The pandemic. And yeah, there was a slight economic decline during which trade and industrial activity were reduced. We pretty much shut down the entire economic world. So yeah, we went into a recession because that's when we had a fall in the gross domestic product for two consecutive quarters. And that's what that's what the 
you know, the definition of a recession is. Now, we came out of that. We reopened the economy, and we came out, but now we're facing inflation. And a lot of people ask me, well, you know, why are we having these huge inflationary periods? Well, it's kind of simple econ 101 in, in that it's supply and demand. When you shut down an economy, you, you cut off that supply. Well, you cut off the demand as well. Now, we're all cooped up in our houses. We're going nuts. We want to go spend some money. We want to go out to a restaurant. We want to go to a movie. Well, when you open that economy back up and all this money comes flooding right back into the market, it's going to drive prices up. That's supply and demand. When you have low supply but higher demand, which is the demand of me wanting to go to the restaurant and get a steak, but maybe they're out of steaks. I don't know. Whatever it is. Me wanting to buy something that's in short supply is going to drive the price up, so that's inflation. Um, how long is inflation going to last? I don't know. We've been kind of spoiled, if you want my opinion, for the last 15 to 20 years. We've had incredibly low inflation, if you look back. And you can, I don't have the thing in front of me, I should have had it, but you can Google inflation history and you can find the numbers for the last 100 years of inflation. And, and really look at that we've only been in about 1% to 2% inflation per year. So we've been kind of spoiled. So now that we're in 5 6 or even 7% inflation, I don't think it's going to last more than a few years. But there again, my crystal ball's broken, so I can't really speak to that. What I've been hearing the most, though, besides recession, is are we going to expect a market correction? The answer is yes. Now, the next um, question is, well, Patrick, when? And that answer is a little more complex. Actually, it's not complex. I don't know. That's a pretty simple answer, really. I don't know when we're going to see a market correction. We see a market correction every stinking day. You see the market go up. You see the market go down. That's what the market does. Now, if you stretch it out over, say, two years, five years, ten years, you kind of see that naturally over time the market just goes up. Now, does that mean we don't have a year or two of down markets? Of course not. We always have a year or two of down markets. In fact, I think it's uh, out of 10 um, market cycles, four to five markets are down. So when you look at that, it's like, oh, okay. You got to take more of a long-term perspective. And so those are the biggest questions I'm getting. If we're at the top of the market right now, should we expect a correction? And the answer is yes. Well, if we expect a correction, are there some things that maybe you should be doing to head that off. You know, are there things you can be doing to protect your cash flow, protect your assets, taking a look at the different investments that you own, uh, especially if you're in retirement, which is what I specialize in. If you are a retiree, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, you're no longer getting a paycheck. So you're creating your own paycheck. You're getting money from Social Security. Maybe you've got a, another income source like a rental property coming in. A lot of times people, they have Social Security and their savings. If you had a 401k, now maybe it's an IRA. If you're using those investments to create income for you in retirement, it's usually a fixed income. So inflation's a big deal for you. A market correction could be a, a big deal for you. So if you're a retiree feeling a little nervous right now, it's totally normal. Don't feel like you're the only one. 
I've been working with retirees for 22 years. Trust me, you are not the only one. I talk to people every single day about this. So what can you be doing? Well, let's walk through a little bit of a checklist. I've got a brand new checklist called What Issues Should I Consider During a Recession and Market Corrections for 2022? And it breaks down really nicely um, these areas. I'm just going to go through a handful. There's about 15 of them on here. In fact, if you want a copy of this checklist, I'll put a link to it uh, down in the show notes. And you can request a copy and I'll email it to you. Um, but I'm going to hit on a few of the top ones that you can be doing right now. Number one with cash flow is if you're feeling like your cash flow is going to be tight, I want you to consider a few a few items. You can number one, you can re-examine your budget, looking for some areas to reduce spending, especially discretionary expenses. What I mean by discretionary? Well, going to the movies, going out to dinner. You know, if you've been in retirement, and you've been kind of spoiled, and you eat out. Twice a day, seven days a week, well, maybe you want to cut that back a little bit. Maybe you want to cut back to three days a week or whatever that look that looks like for you. You want to take a look at your spending. And we call that a budget. I don't like the word budget. I like calling it more of a uh, a spending plan, if you will. That's kind of that's the verbiage I like to use because spending's way more fun. Budget seems like it's restrictive. So look at your spending plan, and you may need to alter it a little bit. You may look to look at some different um, expenses that are again that are discretionary that maybe you can cut out for a little bit until you feel a little more calm about the market. You may want to look at finding any um, or funding any shortfalls strategically, looking at the most advantageous sources of cash to use. You may need to prioritize some of those obligations, take advantage of, of, of opportunities to, to maybe extend some due dates for payments and things like that, or maybe alter payment schedules, minimize fees, penalties, and looking at these different areas of cash flow, credit cards, things like that, that you can shift some stuff around and, and you know take a look at some things strategically. Here's another one. You may need to review or increase your emergency fund. Now, I, I'm a big proponent of an emergency fund. I don't know who wouldn't be a proponent of a, an emergency fund. you got to have cash on hand when those unexpected expenses pop up. You know, especially if the market's going down. See, it's like 15% down. You don't want to be popping into your investments, you know, to replace the washer and dryer at the drop of a hat. You don't want to go in there and be like, oh, I need to sell off two grand when my investments are down 20%. That's like salt in the wound. So you want to have cash on hand. Cash uh, you know, in a bank uh, that you don't care about the interest rate because that's not the point. The point is if you have an emergency situation, you've got the cash. And then if you spend that cash, you need to set up you know, a monthly, a monthly withdrawal that sets that you know, that, that, that fills that bucket back up. Um, so looking at your emergency fund is a, a really smart thing to do. If you were planning to retire in the near future, cash flow is the number one thing you have to plan for in retirement. So if you're five years or less from retiring, this is a huge one for you. You need to really be looking at where is my cash flow going to come from in retirement. Well, like I said before, you're going to have Social Security. You may have some other you know, income sources like rental properties, things like that. Maybe you carry a note for your kid, whatever. I've heard it all. But you are also got your investments. You can have a 401k that maybe you're going to roll over from your, your old company. Maybe you've got a pension. Maybe you've got some annuity contracts. You need to sit down and look at all of these different income sources coming in 
and make sure that you've got your expenses taken care of. Usually there's a gap um, because we've got those bills, right? Those bills that always come in like utilities. Maybe you're still paying on a mortgage, maybe even a car payment. Those bills don't stop just because the market goes down. But you've got other bills that could. Again, going back to like uh, you know, restaurants and the movies and trips. Maybe you can't take three trips this year. Maybe you got to limit that down to one. Tighten that belt up a little bit. But planning for those that cash flow in retirement is super, super important. Not only when you're retired, but especially if you're getting close. And when you're getting close to retirement and the market's up, here's a big tip. Maybe it's time to be looking at how your investments are allocated. If you've been working 30, 40 years saving money and you've had all your money going into stocks, you know, the mutual funds, you've been going after, <clears throat> excuse me, going after that growth, well, it, the market's really high right now. Maybe you should realize some of that. Maybe you should pull back the risk, so to speak, in equities and, and you know, consider some, some different investments. I'm not a huge fan of bonds. And, and don't take this as investment advice. That's not what this show is about. I want to give you some ideas to think about and then go talk to your advisor or, you know, by all means, here's my, my shameless plug. You can, you can call me and we can set up a phone call. But don't just run out and make a bunch of changes because you heard me talk about them. Look at your different investments and consider, hey, should I maybe tweak it a little bit? I'm 100%. Maybe I need to be 80-20. You know, 80% in the market, 20% in bonds, maybe some in cash. Look at those things. You know, if you're five years, four years, three years to retiring, maybe there's some different ways that you can invest that you don't have access to in your 401k. Uh, maybe you need to be looking outside of your company retirement plan, thinking about creating cash flow for retirement. Um, so that's that's some of the main things that you can be doing Um as far as tips and strategies. Again, if you want a copy of this checklist, I'm going to do a little link to the show notes. And I'm a huge believer in checklists. I know you've probably heard me talk about it in other shows. You know, it kind of goes back to that whole, you know, if I'm getting on an airplane with my family, th those pilots better go through a, through a pre-flight checklist. I mean, I'm talking safety. You, If I'm entrusting my life to you to get me from point A to point B, you better use a checklist to get me there each and every time. And that's what these things are designed to do. And I, I really correlate that to financial planning, you know, especially in retirement. You got to set yourself up in a situation that you've got a predictable, consistent, safe income you know, that can even increase even if the market goes down. You got to learn how to do that. And that's why we specialize in retirement planning. So if you want this checklist, I'm going to put a link to it down in the show notes. You can get a free copy. And I hope it helps you out. I think that's probably about it for my announcements. If you did ever want to schedule a no obligation strategy call with me, um, I call it a, a financial physical, just kind of a checkup phone call to make sure you're on track. I'd love to answer your questions. And, um, and also hear any comments, you know, if you have them, you can visit talktopatrick.com. And when you visit that website, my calendar is going to come up and you can find a day and a time and schedule a 30 minute phone call. The phone call's free. Um, and you can feel free to uh, ask me any questions that you have. Tell me about your situation as much as you want. And I'll give you my opinion, um, you know, in that 30 minutes that I know you. So talk to Patrick. Dot com. So I appreciate you listening to the show, and I will talk to you very soon.
If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up, and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.